This episode is brought to you by Active Campaign. Build your email sequence, schedule campaigns, generate landing pages, and send great emails to stay in front of your audience and offer exactly what they want to see. I've tried every email service provider out there, and Active Campaign is by far my favorite to use, and it's been the most effective. You can start your free 14-day Active Campaign trial today. Just go to michellecarawana.com tools and select Active Campaign, or head right to the show notes for the direct link to your free 14-day trial for Active Campaign. If you own or manage an indoor play center or really any business that serves local kids and families, and you want to operate with more ease and joy all while making the living you dreamed of, I created the Profitable Play Podcast just for you. Join me, your host, Michelle Caruana, for small but mighty tips every weekday that will all add up to a big impact on your mindset, your business, and your bottom line. Stick with me to keep the passion and grow the profit in your play-based business. So something that I have been hearing a lot in my Playmaker Society group after I released the first few episodes of this podcast about email marketing is that many struggle with getting their emails to actually end up in the inbox of their customers. I had people reach out to me and let me know that their emails they send out are either ending up in spam or going into that pesky Gmail promotions tab. So I want to dedicate this episode to sharing some tips that I've discovered along the way on how you can avoid this because it's unfortunately all too common for small businesses. All right, my first tip is that your email service provider matters. A lot of the free or very inexpensive email service providers such as MailChimp just don't offer the tools and resources you need as a business owner to ensure that your emails aren't going into spam. I noticed that once I switched to ActiveCampaign, the tool actually alerts me when my subject line or email content contains words, characters, or punctuation that may affect email deliverability. And I did see a spike in email delivery rates, open rates, and click-through rates once I switched to Active Campaign, which is why I recommend it so often because it really does make a big difference. And then my second tip is how you collect emails matters. A really common thing I see in small businesses, especially brick-and-mortar businesses, is I see them manually entering email addresses into their service provider, whether it be from their point-of-sale system, their waivers, a contest they did, forms they have people fill out, anything like that. This is a huge no-no, and email service providers have really cracked down on this in recent years. Now, if your point-of-sale system or your waiver system is compliant with your email service provider and there's a verified integration, then that is fine. But typically, this is, like I said, a huge no-no. Even if someone checks a box on a form they're physically filling out at your counter saying that they give consent to receive emails, that is not enough anymore. It was a few years ago. It's not anymore. Laws have changed, and especially with the CAN Spam Act, which I'm going to link to more information about in the show notes, this is really problematic. Another example of this is if someone joins your closed customer's Facebook group and you ask for their email. You cannot just add it to your email list. And if you're manually adding emails frequently, you will 100% get flagged. And not only will your emails end up in spam, you could get fined tens of thousands of dollars for each 
email that you added to your list without going through the proper channels. I'm going to, like I said, link a resource in the show notes in case you are confused about email collection laws and what is and what is not allowed because I'm not a lawyer, so I'm going to link to those additional resources. Just keep it as a basic rule of thumb that somebody must opt into your list explicitly through a compliant opt-in form online and, like I said, give express permission and consent to receive emails. And you cannot make consent mandatory. So, for example, to sign up for something, you can't require this consent. To increase your email deliverability, you can also use a double opt-in. A double opt-in form adds an additional step to the email subscription opt-in process, requiring a user to verify their email address and confirm interest. So for example, if you have somebody opt into your free coffee coupon or your lead magnet, whatever that may be, if you send them an email asking them to verify their email address and click on a link to confirm their subscription, that's a double opt-in. Double opt-ins signify a higher level of user interest and lets their email service provider know that yes, they did in fact want to subscribe and they do in fact care about your emails. This can be especially helpful for businesses that have made a lot of mistakes in the collection or sending of emails and may have a lot of recovering to do in order to end up in the main tab of their user's inbox. So if after you listen to this episode, you realize that you're guilty of a lot of these super common mistakes, it's okay, but it may be time to utilize a double opt-in. And pretty much any email service provider has this functionality. So just go to their help articles and figure out how to implement this double opt-in if you are concerned that you're ending up in spam or promotions. And then my third tip is how you word emails and subject lines matters as well. Another thing I see really often with small businesses is that their wording triggers spam filters. And unfortunately, once your business is seen as quote unquote spammy by email service providers, it can be really difficult to rebound without switching your email service provider and all of that backend stuff. Now, this one is simpler than you think. Just keep in mind, if you don't want your emails to be considered spam, don't make them seem spammy. If you use all capital letters in your subject lines or in your emails, or if you use tons of emojis and punctuations and often use words like discount, free, or anything like that, your email isn't just seeming like spam. It is spam and it is promotional. So of course it will end up in the spam or promotions folder. Make sure that your content is thoughtful and not just referring to sales or discounts, Use your emails to form relationships with your customers, not just to sell to them, because your email list is not just an ATM. Now, like I said, if you use ActiveCampaign, it will tell you if your subject line or email content will trigger those spam filters. So that just gives you an additional layer of protection before you send that email out. And one more thing, this also goes for those tricky little email subject lines that a lot of people especially marketers like to use in order to get people's attention or get them to open up the email. So for example, if you really want people to open your email and you send out a broadcast that says like, order confirm or you up, or will I see you later? 
These are kind of clickbaity and email service providers are trained to recognize them. So if you overuse this type of strategy or if you pull the bait and switch, if your email subject line is not reflective of the content that's actually in your email, this is one of the easiest ways and most common reasons that your emails will start to go to spam or promotion. So don't pull the bait and switch and don't use clickbait just to get people to open your emails. This is again where that forming relationships comes into play. You want to give people quality content that they care about so that you don't need to use those types of subject lines because email service providers, like I said, have gotten really smart. All right. And then my last tip is how your subscribers engage with your emails matters. Now, as I mentioned, one of the big reasons that your emails go to spam is that spam filtering has become much more rigorous over the last few years, and it's gotten smarter. Email service providers like Google and Yahoo are cracking down on spam to better serve their customers. The problem is that this filtering process isn't 100% perfect, and a lot of times it's done through artificial intelligence, which means sometimes emails our customers will very likely be interested in accidentally get sent to spam. But here, just there's another part of this equation that we have to consider. Subscriber engagement plays a huge role in email deliverability. Email service providers look at your engagement levels and recipient behavior when deciding which emails make it to the inbox and which go to spam. So if you have very low open rates or click-through rates, that's going to signal to email service providers that you're not sending high-quality content. And Therefore, you will likely be sent to spam. So it's really similar to Facebook and Instagram. If your posts never get any likes or comments or reactions, that's going to really take a toll on the algorithm. And it's going to signal to the algorithm that your content isn't engaging and it's going to show your content less and less. And it's going to be really hard to grow. It's very similar with email service providers. If nobody's opening or engaging or taking actions from your email, you're definitely going to get sent to promotions or to spam. Now, you can combat this in four ways. So number one, you can utilize that double opt-in, which I mentioned earlier in the episode, because again, you're asking people to verify their email list. So in order to get that free coffee coupon or in order to get that freebie that they opted into or whatever your lead magnet is, they have to click a link. Open Well, first they have to open the email. Then they have to actually click a link to verify their email address. And then they're very likely going to right away download the coupon or whatever it is that you offered. So that right away is encouraging engagement. And that's going to tell their email service provider and yours that they are in fact interested. So number one, double opt-in. Number two, you can ask people to reply to emails. So in that first episode of this podcast, I talked about a really quality welcome sequence. Actually, it was in the first and second episode of this podcast. I talked about collecting emails and how to create that really high converting welcome sequence. And in it, I mentioned that email can be a two-way street, right? It doesn't just have to be you broadcasting to the masses. You can ask people if they visited, if they enjoyed their visit, if they have any questions. Asking people to reply and having them actually do so is a huge indicator that your emails are high quality and engaging. So that is a really deep level of interaction and it's only going to serve you when it comes to email deliverability. So number two, ask people to reply. And then number three, scrub your email list frequently. So what I mean by that is if you have to re-engage people, run a, run a re-engagement campaign. So let people know like, hey, if you don't open this email or if you don't click in this email, 
you're not going to receive emails anymore. That's, again, a re-engagement campaign. It's meant to get people clicking and get people opening because obviously if they're actually interested in your information, they're going to re-engage and that's going to drive up your engagement levels. But if people genuinely aren't interested anymore, maybe their child is too old for your business. Maybe they moved away. There could be a number of factors of why they're just never going to be interested in your in your emails anymore. And we just have to let those people go because if you keep these people on your email list and you don't remove people that have never opened an email or never clicked on an email or anything like that, it's going to make your open rate and click rate really artificially low. So you want to not only reinvigorate people that are actually interested in your emails by running a re-engagement campaign, but you also want to remove people that are just never going to engage because it's going to make your email list a lot healthier. So I tend to do this once a quarter. I send a re-engagement email and then I remove everyone who did not engage with it or who has not opened an email in, let's say, a year. And it has really helped in terms of deliverability and all of those rates that I mentioned. So I'm actually going to be doing a full episode on this. So if you have any questions about how to scrub your email list or how to run a re-engagement campaign, feel free to DM me on Instagram or if you're in Playmaker Society, feel free to ask me there because I want to make sure that I answer all of your questions in that episode. And then number four, something else that I mentioned in those first two episodes of this podcast is you can segment your list because if you are sending really high quality content that people are interested in and you're sending it based on their segmentation, they're going to be much more likely to open it and engage with it. And therefore your numbers are going to go up and there's going to be a lot less of a chance that your emails are going to end up in spam because like I said, it's very engaging. So Go back and listen to episodes one and two if you're not quite sure what I mean by segmenting your list. Essentially, you want to make sure that you're sending content that's relevant. So if somebody has an infant, it's really helpful to know that information because you wouldn't be sending them information about summer camps for five, six, or seven-year-olds or vice versa. If somebody has older children, they likely don't want to hear about your new baby music class. So being able to segment your list and tag your customers based on the services that they're going to be most interested will really help you send thoughtful, engaging emails that people open and interact with. And like I said, that's going to really do wonders when it comes to email deliverability. All right, that does it for today's episode. Thank you so much for listening. And don't forget to subscribe to this podcast and share it with a business friend if you really want to make my day. The best way that you can show support for the show is to leave a rating and review wherever you are listening. And thank you so much for everyone that has done so, so far. It has really been so heartwarming to read the feedback. So thank you. And ratings and reviews are the best way that we can reach other play-based business owners with this podcast and make sure they join this little community that we've created because I truly believe we are better together. So dream big, make your play of the day, which your play of the day is to audit your email marketing strategy for any of these red flags that I mentioned. I almost forgot to give you your play of the day. Sorry about that. But make your play of the day and I will see you right back here tomorrow. <laughs>